The Productive Woman, Episode 12. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is the podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, I'm going to share just a few of my favorite productivity tools and tell you a little bit about how I use them. Everybody finds their own way to manage their time and get the things done that they need to do. We're all different. Our personalities are different. Our schedules are different. Our needs are different. And so we all need to find what works for us. As I've said and admitted in previous episodes, I'm a little bit of a nerd about this kind of stuff, this productivity stuff, time management and that sort of thing. So I'm always on the lookout for new tools and ideas that will help me be more efficient and more effective. And I love hearing about what works for other people. I thought, therefore, in this episode that I would share a few of my favorite and most useful tools both high-tech and low-tech, and um, see if maybe there's something in there that might be helpful to you. And then later, I'm going to invite you to return the favor and maybe share some of your favorite tools with me. So let's get into it. I've got 10, uh, 10 things that I thought I'd talk about, kind of, I don't know if these are my favorite. Some of them I definitely would say are, you know, my my top 10 favorites, or, you know, in my top 10. These are just the the 10 that came to mind as being things that I use pretty regularly and really help are helpful to me. And I have to start with what I, at this stage in my life, consider pretty much an indispensable piece of tech, and that's my smartphone. Um, what can I do with it? Well, what can't I do with it? I, I started out way back... You know, I used to carry around a daytimer notebook kind of planner thing um, long before cell phones came along because, yep, I'm that old. Um, and then I graduated to, I had a Palm Pilot and uh, moved from that to a BlackBerry uh, with, and uh, eventually to an iPhone. And I do so much with my, my and again, I you know, it is an iPhone, but um, I do so much with it. Certainly, I can communicate with the people who matter in my life, uh, you know, texting, phone calls, that sort of thing. I can manage my email on it. Um, I can do banking. Uh, I have uh, apps for the two banks where we have accounts, and I can transfer funds and check balances, send money, pay bills, and even deposit checks because uh, the, the bank apps are just amazing, the, the technology that they've developed to allow you to do that. I just almost never need to go to a bank except maybe to run through an ATM to pick up some cash when I need it. So definitely do that. I do reading on my smartphone, um, not as much as I do on my iPad, but I, I've got my Kindle app on there, which I'll talk about in a minute, and Instapaper and some other apps that I use um, and for reading when I'm, I've got downtime, um, I can shop. I, I do, you know, from Amazon, the Apple store and others, they all have apps that, uh, I keep on my phone and, you know, it, it can be very convenient when you're waiting somewhere or something to be able to take care of a little business like that. 
I use my phone for capturing ideas. In a previous episode, I mentioned the Drafts app that I use to just capture quick notes. And and, uh, as I said before, this app is something that every time you open it on your smartphone or your iPad, your tablet, it... um, You've got a clean screen that you can just start typing whatever it is you wanted to remember or get get jotted down, so to speak. And then it has buttons you can, you know, choose to send it to Evernote or send it as an email to somebody or um, put it into your task management system, whatever. But it, I just use that for capturing ideas when something's on my mind, what I'm thinking of. Um, because my, um, mine's an iPhone, it's got Siri, the, you know, the voice dictation thing, and I can use that to dictate reminders, uh, or add things to my shopping list. And, uh, the reminders that I put in there can get transferred automatically into the task management system that I use, which I'll also talk about in a minute. I sh- surely use my, my iPhone to take pictures, not only of people and events, which of course I do, but also of documents of, you know, my parking space at the airport or a big mall. uh, So I don't forget where I parked. I've taken uh, pictures of the license plate of of my car or of our cars so that I have them in my cloud storage service if I need it for something. Um, Just any number of things that you can use to take pictures. So I do tons of stuff with my smartphone I really can't imagine um, uh, getting by without it. Uh, you know, my calendar is on it, certainly. What I use, I use the iPhone, as I've said. I've used it for the past several years, and I'm currently using the just-released iPhone 6. I got that just um, a, a few days ago uh, when it was released. I had pre-ordered it. And so I'm still getting used to it, and for the, for the people who are curious... Uh, yeah, I like it. It's a little bigger than the one I had before, which was the iPhone 5S. The The 6 is uh, taller and a little wider, but much thinner. It's a very thin phone. It's still small enough to, it certainly fits easily in my purse, but it's still also small enough to, to slip into the back pocket of my jeans when I'm running around on the weekends, although the top of it sticks out a little bit uh, where the iPhone 5S did not. So that's I'm, I'm just getting used to the different feel in my hand, but I really like it. And with the new um, operating system, the new iOS 8 that Apple released a week or so ago, uh, it, it just does some amazing things. I'm looking forward to the Apple Pay um, feature that they're going to be adding to it here at, probably in October of 2014, which is when I'm I'm recording this in September. And that'll allow me to use my phone and my the, its fingerprint ID system to to pay for things at stores and just just by holding the phone up to a, a scanner at the store. So I, I'm kind of excited about the possibilities there for just convenience and security uh, and and some other things. And I'll, I'll probably talk about that some more later. But l- loving my iPhone, so that's probably number one. Um, on my top 10 favorite productivity tools and uh, really helps me get things done on the go in a way that I I just can't imagine um, how, how how I got along without it. So that's number one. Number two is a carefully kept calendar. Um, it's so important to me to have a 
complete calendar that has everything on it. What do I do with it? What can I do with this tool? I keep track of birthdays and anniversaries of not just family, but friends, um, sometimes clients. Basically, anytime someone I know mentions that it's their birthday or I, you know, I find out somehow uh, when someone's birthday is, someone in my life, I put it in my calendar uh, with a reminder set. For the, I set it up as an annual event in my digital calendar um, with a reminder set for the day before so I can remember to send a birthday greeting the next year, you know, send them an email or something. Or if it's somebody I'm close to, sometimes I'll, I'll put the, the reminder farther in advance so I can be reminded to pick up a, a gift or a, a card or something. Uh, when somebody I know has a baby, I'll put that baby's birthday uh, in my calendar again as an annual event with a reminder set. Uh, you know, it'll come up every year the day before so I can send them a happy birthday to their baby. You know, any any kinds of um, annual events like that uh, that can help me remember the important milestones in the lives of the people that I care about. So that's something that I do with my calendar. Certainly any important upcoming events that I'm going to be uh, attending or need to prepare for uh, or, or participate in some way, I will, in, I, I try to be really thorough in my calendar entries. When I find out about it, I put it in there so that time is blocked out and I put in as much information as I can. The location, you know, the address, phone numbers, any other relevant relevant information like a confirmation number, if it's a flight or a hotel reservation, anything like that. I put it in there as soon as I get it so I can schedule around it and make sure I have all the information I need in one place. And then I'll set uh, reminders uh, at appropriate times ahead of time. I Any appointments, of course. Again, I include the address, a phone number of either the, the location or the person I'm meeting, if it, if, uh, if that's what it is so that I can, I have it right there. If I have to call because I'm stuck in traffic or something, the phone number is just right there. And it's a matter of, of tapping on that number and, and my phone dials and I can call and let them know. Uh, if it's a meeting that there's an agenda for, I'll put it in the notes, uh, or if it's a conference call to help keep that meeting or conference call on track, basically any relevant information that I'm going to need for the appointment goes in there somewhere in the calendar entry so that I've got it all in one place. I don't have to go looking for it. And um, I, again, set reminders um, far enough ahead of time to be sure that, that I leave early enough to get there, allowing traffic time and that sort of time. Um, so basically everything in my life that is time-bound goes into my calendar and, uh, and, and it avoids the inconvenience and embarrassment of either forgetting an event or, uh, double booking, double scheduling things. And it's really an important productivity tool for me. What I use, I, I used to use paper calendars now because I'm kind of moving around and more mobile. Uh, I use electronic calendars and, and I use a different app or program, depending on where I am, but they all synchronize with each other. On our office computer at my day job as an attorney, we have to use Outlook and those are, you know, shared calendars that are accessible to other people. And so my business um, 
my business appointments go in that calendar and any personal appointments that will have me out of the office or, or, you know, unavailable for, for my colleagues or whatever, uh, even if they're personal, they go in my outlook calendar on the, on the office computer. And, uh, so that, uh, I, you know, I don't, my secretary can see if it's a personal thing, I might put it as private. So she can't see what it is I'm doing, but she knows, I'm tied up and, and that uh, I'm not available for other things. On uh, my Mac, I use an app called BusyCal. And I'll put links for these in the show notes so you can look at them if, you, if you're in the Mac world. And I, I should have given the caveat early on that uh, as I think you've, if you've been with me for a while, you've figured out I'm kind of an Apple fangirl and I'm really pretty deep in the Apple ecosystem. I like um, Apple products and I like the apps that work on Apple products. And so uh, a lot of these, if you're not an Apple person, may not be available to you, but uh, I, I'm hoping that we can get some folks that will suggest alternatives that will, um, will serve non-Apple devices. So anyway, I use BusyCal on my Macs and an app called Calendars 5 on my iThingies, my iPhone, my uh, iPad. All of these synchronize with each other. So on, um, uh, that is, Calendars 5 and BusyCal both will pull in my work calendar and my personal calendar. I also have shared electronic calendars with Mike, my husband, so I can see his major appointments. He can see mine uh, in, in, to the extent we are involved in something together or need to you know, coordinate schedules. And uh, all of those are available in Calendars 5 and in BusyCal so that I can see every appointment. And they, they show up in different colors, so I can kind of at a glance know, oh, I'm busy with work stuff on this day. I've got a personal appointment in the middle of this day, whatever it is. Um, and so it's very important to me to have everything in one place uh, where I can see everything that I'm committed to when I'm uh, being asked to take on another um, another. Uh, commitment or make an appointment, I can schedule around things. When my kids were in high school, um, they also had iPhones and they had, we had shared calendars with them as well. So they were, we tried to get them to put any um, significant appointments that they had that would, that we, you know, might conflict with a family uh, event or something, you know, if we were trying to schedule something that we could see if they weren't going to be around. So love my calendar, keeping that up to date, keeping it in, um, you know, everything in there and all that information is incredibly important to me to make sure that I get everything done that needs to get done in, in a, a reasonably organized fashion. So that was number two. Number three is um, uh, considerably less techie. And my next couple of items are surprisingly low tech. And this, this may seem like a weird thing to say for a productivity tool, but my number three that I wrote down, and there, it's not necessarily in order, is a reasonably sized purse without a lot of stuff in it. Um, I don't carry a huge bag. Um, I do, you know, I do have a, a, a bag that I, my laptop will go in, but for my everyday purse, it's not huge. And part of that is I'm, you know, five foot three and a half. I'm not a big person. So a huge bag is just going to overwhelm me. Um, and it wears you out to be hauling 
the world around in a great big bag. I'm also pretty ruthless about culling the stuff out of my purse. I, I don't carry a lot of stuff around in it, um, except maybe when I'm traveling, you know, more stuff will get, will accumulate during a trip. But basically what I carry around in my purse is my wallet, my keys, a pen or pencil, a stylus that I might use for taking notes on my iPad, some business cards, some Advil. I always have Advil because I get migraines occasionally. Some lip balm, a small mirror, and an emery board. That's it. Oh, and my iPad mini, which goes everywhere with me because that's what I read uh, on. I I really don't carry much else. It It makes it lighter, easier to carry. I don't waste time digging around looking for stuff. It's very easy for me to find what I need in my purse. Now, obviously, in the course of a day, stuff may get added, especially when I'm traveling, but I try to be pretty consistent about cleaning out the excess papers, receipts, and stuff like that pretty much every day, certainly every week to keep it light. And that also makes it easier if I want to change purses, um, you know, to go with my outfit or something. It's just pretty easy to grab the couple of things that I need to switch And I can feel like I've got everything I need, but not a bunch of extra stuff that's going to weigh me down. So that's my number three thing. Number four is another low tech thing and maybe is a little surprising, but it's, um, and I should, should have looked up what the, I'll, I'll call it sticky notes. I, you know, what I put in my, in my outline is post-it notes, but that's a trademark term and, um, it's not actually what they're called, but, um, it actually is, I actually do usually use the post-it brand of sticky notes. I, I use them sparingly because if you have too many of them, you simply don't see them anymore. But, um, what I use them for is, um, for key sorts of things. If there's, um, I, I'm really trying to get more, I spend a lot of time at the computer and I, I want to be more efficient about that. And so I have been purposely trying to get more a, a, a away from using the mouse as much and learn more keyboard shortcuts because it's, you know, it saves a little time and it's a little more efficient to keep your hands on the keyboard and do things that way than to constantly be having to move your hand over to the mouse and back. And so... Uh, you know, there's so many really helpful keyboard shortcuts for different things you can do, you know, like um, control C to, to copy something and control V to paste it in where you want it, that those sorts of things. Um, But there are so many of them, you can't remember them all. So I'm, I'm trying to learn them a little at a time. And so I'll maybe put, if there's a, a, a useful keyboard shortcut that I find, I'll write that down and uh, on a post-it and stick it on my computer screen so it's there to remind me until it becomes second nature and I develop the muscle memory for it. And then I'll take that one down and um, replace it with another one. So, you you know, you add, learn them as you go a little at one or one or two at a time. I use post-its maybe to put an inspirational quote or a reminder you know, on my computer screen again, or my bathroom mirror. Um, I, I tend to be, uh, and I've talked about this before, I'm a, I don't know how much of it's my training as a lawyer, how much of it's just my personality to be a little, a little I'm gonna, I was gonna say a little bit of a worrier. I, let's be honest, I, I worry, I'm a worrier. 
And I tend to see the things that can go wrong. And I have to really train myself to think positively and focus on the positive things. And so one of the things that I've done to try and uh, uh, train my thinking is, you know, I'll find a quote or, you know, just something to remind me to turn my thoughts to the good things. Um, And and so I'll put a, a post it sticky, you know, write that, write it down and stick it where I'll see it frequently. Some of the ones that I have, um, on my computer here, uh, at, at my home office or in my office at, at the firm, uh, one of them is what have you done today to make your dreams come true? Another one I have, because I tend to waste time at the computer. I know you don't do that, but I do, um, you know, surfing the net or whatever. Um, I have one, I have a post-it that says, is what you're doing right now helping you achieve your goals? Another one is, um, this is a quote that I just love that I saw a, a friend of mine on Facebook had, had posted this or said this in the middle of, of a longer post of hers that, but this really struck me and I, I wrote this down and I put it on my computer at the office so it would remind me every time I see it. And it's, if you look for the good, you'll find it. You know, it's so easy to see the crummy stuff that's going on. There's always stuff in the news and it's usually bad news and or people are doing mean things. But um, the this just... This quote reminds me that there is good out there, there is positive if you train your eyes to look for it and your mind to recognize it. And so I love that that quote and that reminder, if you look for the good, you'll find it. And another one I have that's been helpful to me because, well, for uh, probably maybe obvious reasons, uh, is a, a quote from the Bible, a verse from the Bible uh, that uh, says, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. And that's something I want to personally want to remember, uh, to watch my mouth and not be talking in negative terms and not be thinking and meditating on negatives. So that's something I have as a reminder to me. Uh, so that's something I use post-its for. And another thing I use in, in the more... Um, specifically productivity-related realm, is um, for a very limited to-do list. And this, I'll do this, I don't do this all the time, but when I'm overwhelmed by to-dos, and in a previous, uh, you know, last the last episode, uh, I talked about kind of my system for dealing with overwhelm. But sometimes when the to-do list is a million items long and it just is overwhelming, I'll use a Post-it note. Um, to list just the three or four things that absolutely must get done. And usually what I do is, um, you know, when I know I've got a a busy day ahead of me, uh, before I leave the office at the end of the day, I'll write, I'll think about what are the two, three, four things I absolutely have to get done tomorrow. I'll write those down on a post-it note, um, stick it on my keyboard um, and so that it's there. It's the first thing I see when I uh, sit down at my desk the next day. Uh, I love my electronic task management system, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But sometimes uh, I have to revert to analog, just paper. And post-its are so great because they're small enough to just sort of limit the view to those very few important things cause, uh, and, and make it more manageable, more um, doable. 
Ah, so that's number four, post-it notes. Man, this is taking longer than I thought it was going to do. I'm going to have to hurry through. Um, but number five, uh, to go completely the other direction from the little tiny post-it notes, is a comprehensive project and task manager. What do I do with it? Every project I undertake, whether personal, professional, family, whatever, it gets entered into the task management system. Uh, and I use an electronic one, a digital one. Um, every project gets broken down into single, discrete tasks. I don't try to remember anything. It all gets put in there and, um, and then managed from there so that I don't have to try and remember that, that I needed to do something. Every, the system I use lets me enter tasks and projects from any of my devices whenever I happen to think of them. So I don't have to keep it in my mind to, oh, I got to remember to do X. I just put it in there and maybe put an alarm on it to remind me and move on. What I use is a, a, an app called OmniFocus. And again, I'll put a, a link in the show notes. Now, sadly, for those of you who are on um, Windows-based systems, this is a, a Apple-only program at this point, I believe. But I, I love it. It's very comprehensive. It maybe is a little overwhelming for somebody who's got a, a simpler life <laughs> than I do. But I'm guessing if you have a simple life, you probably don't listen to this podcast. Um, it lets me create projects and organize them however it makes sense to me. It lets me attach notes and documents and links and things to each um, task that I want to do. It lets me sort them and create views that make sense for where I am. So uh, I can set it up so that at the office, I only see the tasks that I can do at the office. Uh, There's so many things that can be done. I, I probably will do an episode at some point in the future uh, where I talk in more detail about how I use OmniFocus. But again, I'll put a link in the show notes to where you can go to the website and check it out. It's very cool. It's available for the Mac, for the iPhone and the iPad. They sync, they talk to each other. So when you make a change on one, it shows up on the other. And that so no matter where I am, my projects and tasks are there. I can and I can view them however I need to, and I ha- can have the satisfaction of checking tasks off as I complete them. Now, what I haven't done yet is come up, uh, research alternatives for the PC, you know, Windows or Android devices. I'm inviting you, if you're a, a Windows or Android person, and you've got a, a task management system like that, uh, you know, for managing your to-do lists, that sort of thing, that you love, uh, please, uh, you know, share that with me, and I'll, I'll uh, give you the info at the end of the show. Um, and where you can do that. So we can uh, add to the list of tools that are available for the listeners here. That's number five. Number six is good old fashioned legal pads. Uh, I'm going back to analog here. Sometimes, again, as much as I love my digital tools and my apps and stuff, sometimes only paper and pencil will do. Uh, in part because it's it feels less formal. So it, it's maybe less daunting that you've, you know, you don't feel like you got to get it right and have it be perfect. You can just sort of scribble ideas or whatever. I use it for brainstorming ideas and lists for doing mind maps when I'm trying to plan something, uh, a brain dump when I've got a lot of random stuff on my mind that's distracting me. Um, and, uh, 
sometimes for more focused to-do lists, it's bigger than a post-it, you know, so I can get more on it, but maybe less overwhelming than all the many, many tasks and projects I have in OmniFocus. So love me some legal pads, use them all the time. Very useful productivity tool for me. Number seven is a timer. What I do with it is keep myself focused. Uh, I will, if I, if I need to, I, I, I'm working on a novel. I've been working on a novel. And sometimes the way I can get myself to write is set the timer for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever period of time I want to stay focused and just write as fast as I can until the timer goes off. And that can really help, you know, and, that, and in my mind, I'm thinking I only have to write until that dings at me. I can do it for that long. When my kids were younger, I would sometimes on the weekend, for instance, or on, you know, house cleaning day or something, or if we had company coming or whatever, I might, um, we'd have a, a cleaning time and I would set the timer and we'd all work to tidy up the house or whatever the chore was until that timer went off. Um, I can use it for the Pomodoro technique, which I talked about briefly in episode 11, which is basically where you set the timer for say 25 minutes, um, and you work on one task and stay very focused on that for that until the timer goes off. Then you take a five minute break, uh, and you know, get up and move around, whatever, get a drink of water, and then come back and set it for 25 minutes and work again for that period of time. Um, again, it's just a way of focusing your efforts and your attention and your energy so you can, um, really get some, uh, some significant work done. What I use for a timer is an app called Timer on Fire on my iPad, and uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. It can be set up as a timer or as a stopwatch. It's got great big numbers, so it's easy to see. You can kind of, if you're using it for doing uh, something around the, the house or whatever, you can see it from, you set it up on the counter and see it from wherever you are. You can change the colors to whatever you like, and I, you can adjust the sound and the volume of the alarm. So it's, I, I like it. It's it's a kind of fun way of using a timer. Uh, alternatives, of course, are a timer on the stove or a freestanding timer that you buy at Target or Walmart or something. Number eight is my Kindle app. I love it. Can't live without it. I'm a terrible bookworm. I always have been. And uh, with my Kindle app, I always have something to read, either to educate myself or to entertain myself, no matter where I am. I used to, before the Kindle came along, I used to have a, a, first had a Kindle, but before that came along, when I'd travel, I'd just take a big old stack of books with me because I read fast. And, uh, and now, you know, once I got my Kindle, loved that, didn't have to do that, can always have as many books as I want right there at my fingertips. Now I have the Kindle app on my iPad and, um, it goes everywhere with me. And let's see, number nine is the book Getting Things Done by David Allen. Uh, and I'll put a link in the show notes. I don't follow the GTD system, the Getting Things Done system completely, you know, rule by rule. But there are some really key concepts in there that make a huge difference in managing time and stress and just getting stuff done. And um, the concept of the brain dump, I got from there. And I, I, I don't remember, I don't think he uses that term. But the concept is there of getting everything out of your head and into a trusted system. So you you don't use mental energy trying to remember what you have to get done. 
Uh, I love the book. It's it really is transformative, and I reread it periodically. And even though I've read it several times, I always pick up another idea or two to tweak my systems, and get more efficient, get more motivated. And finally, the tenth item that I put on my productivity list tools list is my ScanSnap scanner. Um, and uh, I, I'm gradually trying to work towards minimizing the paper I keep around the house. This is hard for me because I'm a, I, I could, I could so easily be a hoarder. Everything has, a, you know, a sentimental value to me. And so it's hard for me to throw anything away as my husband will tell you, but the scan snap scanner really helps. It's a small, nice looking scanner that sits on my desk and it really works well it uh, lets me scan, you can scan multiple pages of varying sizes and it sorts them and, and it'll uh, scan through them very quickly, double-sided, you know, does both sides at the same time. I'm going to do an episode very soon that covers going paperless in more detail, but this uh, ScanSnap scanner, and there are some other scanners that are great too, but I love my ScanSnap. Um, this is a tool I really find helpful in keeping my home office less cluttered, uh, and more organized. So that's number 10. These, uh, um, so these are a few of my favorite and most useful productivity tools. And, and so now what do you think? Um, w- will you try one of these tools? Have, is this something, anything here new or, uh, or maybe interesting to you? Or better yet, can you recommend a tool that helps you get more done? I'm really especially interested in hearing about Windows or Android-based alternatives for some of the apps that I used or uh, that I use and recommend since I'm not as familiar with those systems, but I know a lot of listeners are. So I invite you and, and encourage you to share your thoughts by going to theproductivewoman.com, look for the show notes for episode 12, and scroll down to the comments section. I really want to include um, your tips and recommendations. So please, please, please um, um, find those show notes and uh, share some comments there uh, so that everybody else can see them as well. And before we wrap it up, um, just a couple of quick announcements. Uh, and I've said this every time. Uh, I really want to make sure that in as we do new episodes that I cover productivity-related topics that are useful and interesting to you. So if there's something you'd like me to talk about, a question you have or something you're struggling with um, in the productivity world, you know, managing your time, dealing with stress, um, organizing, you know, your stuff, whatever it is, um, share that with me. If there's a productive woman that you think I should invite to be on the show as a guest, let me know that because I, it has been my intention ever since before I launched this show that I would have guests every few weeks uh, to share their tips because uh, I want to learn from them. And I'm very excited. I'm going to be, um, uh, recording, uh, and, uh, an episode with a very special guest here in a couple of days at a conference that I'm going to. I've prearranged to sit down with this woman who's really amazing and um, uh, talk with her about her what, what how she gets stuff done, and I'll be sharing that in a future episode. But anyway, if you've got questions, if you've got suggestions about topics or someone I should have as a guest, 
please email, uh, share those with me. You can email your questions or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or you can leave a voice message very easy and very quick by going to theproductivewoman.com and clicking on the little pink tab at the right-hand side of the site. Uh, you can record, you know, try to keep it to three minutes or less. And I can, you know, I can actually, I'll get a little audio file that I can play on the show. Um, so be sure and tell me who you are, you know, hey, this is Marie from Miami, and I've got a question about such and such or whatever. If you have a website or a blog, make sure you tell me, you know, I blog at Marie from Miami.com or whatever it is. Um, and that way, uh, the other listeners can, if I share your, use your question or suggestion in an episode, the listeners will hear your site, maybe come visit your blog or whatever. Uh, so please uh, share your thoughts and suggestions. Uh, next thing is, uh, as I've mentioned in the last episode or two, the Productive Woman podcast has joined the Noodle Mix Network, uh, joining such great podcasts as Beyond the To-Do List, the Audacity to Podcast, and The Ramen Noodle, which is a clean comedy podcast. I'm really proud to be in such good company. And um, I was so excited to learn that um, as of very recently, uh, the Noodle Mix Network, the podcasts in that network have served 5 million podcast downloads. Just amazing. Um, so thank you by, by listening to the productive woman, you are a part of the noodle mix community. And I encourage you to check out the other noodle mix podcasts to make you think, laugh and succeed. You can find, uh, information about them at noodle.mx and check those out and let me know what you think. And uh, very soon, The Productive Woman will move from my personal website to its own separate site on the Noodle Mix servers. If you've subscribed to the podcast in iTunes or Stitcher or via email uh, on the website, you shouldn't have to do anything to keep getting the new episodes as they're released. And I'll let you know more about that as, um, as, uh, as soon as I know. And that's basically it for this episode 12 of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope there was something in it that was useful or encouraging to you. Um, let me know. If you're enjoying the podcast and you haven't already subscribed, remember that you can subscribe to The Productive Woman in iTunes or in Stitcher at stitcher.com. Links to both are in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com. Look for episode 12. You can also click uh, on the iTunes or Stitcher icon in the right-hand sidebar of the blog. E either way, subscribing by either of those means will make sure that every new episode comes straight to your computer or smartphone as soon as it's released, and um, you can hear everything that happens right away. If you think the podcast is worthwhile and you think other women might enjoy hearing it, I, I would be so grateful if you would consider posting a review and a rating of The Productive Woman on iTunes. It helps, um, if, if the, be honest, of course. I mean, I'm hopeful that it'll be a positive review, but I want your feedback. And so um, posting those ratings and reviews helps keep the podcast visible, makes it easier for other women who haven't heard it to find it and, um, and tune in. And as always, remember that you can join the conversation on Facebook 
I, I'm trying to establish a community there. I really want your participation. So look for The Productive Woman on Facebook. Like the page. And if you do, please leave a quick post there to say hi and introduce yourself. If you've got a question, you can ask it there. If there's a topic you want to put out there for folks to talk, uh, to weigh in on, do that. Uh, I want to hear from you and make that a conversation. And I really look forward to getting to know you and uh, can't wait to hear from you. That's it for this episode. And until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.